Hey guys, welcome back to Lassitude Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, so how's your summer? I mean, it's pretty boring. Like, not much is happening, except I have summer school right now, and I'm doing data management. Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty boring. Yeah, do you have any other plans for the rest of the summer? I mean, I have to teach little kids piano, but <laughs> other That's than fun. that, it's not. I don't have patience, well. <laughs> What about you? I'm just volunteering over the summer. Oh, where? At Oakville Soccer Club. I get to coach 12 and 11-year-olds. That's fun. That's actually fun. You know, physical activity. Do you want to join? (laughs) You can join the 12-year-olds. Oh, no, thank you. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stick to skating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, in today's episode, we will be discussing IB evaluations and conversions. All right, so let's dive right in. Generally speaking, IB evaluations are never fun, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Anyways, to start off, we'll be discussing each of our courses and how evaluations for each generally work. Before we start discussing each subject, we do need some background knowledge. So if you don't know, all IB evaluations are timed. It's stressful, I know. So there is somewhat of a benefit because you have those conversions and what they do is let's say you get a 60% on on a test. This 60% is actually the raw IB mark and it gets converted into an Ontario grade which is around 85%. But it does depend on the subject and for some subjects the conversions may be higher but they're all generally very generous so be thankful. And don't worry, when you apply to post-secondary schools, we'll never see your raw IB grade. They only care about the converted Ontario percentage, which is also what you will see on your report card. IB has a very different form of marking compared to the academic program, which is why we get conversions. Yeah, their marking is like very harsh and specific. Yeah. So starting off with SL Chemistry, for the first semester, which is your grade 11 credit, we had around five assessments and a few different labs. So for all the IB tests, they're all timed. So this is going to sound a little confusing, but let's say your test is out of 30 marks. You do 30 times 1.5 minutes. So essentially, you would have 45 minutes to complete the whole test. This timing method only applies to chemistry. For other subjects, it could vary. Right, this timing method would be used across all written tests, multiple choice, etc. In general, marking in IB, your mark will be on a scale from 1 to 7, 7 being the highest and 1 the lowest, which would be a failing grade. Most courses provide you with a chart showing which grades are what level and what what they would look like as an Ontario grade. Yeah, so generally a level 7 would convert to a 97 to 100%. Okay, now moving on to SL Math. For tests, it's usually 1.7 per mark. 1.2. Yeah, 1.2 minutes per mark. Generally, math tests, it's not a whole lot of questions. Usually it ranges from 3 to 4 questions per test. And what I mean by per test is that for each unit, you will have one test that requires your graphing calculator and the other, you can't use it. Essentially, your graphing calculator is referred to as GDC. So there's a GDC and a non-GDC test. When doing the GDC test, use your GDC. I cannot stress this enough. You have it for a reason, so you can only so you can do other lengthy calculations quicker and not waste time. But I think we're all reasonable people here. I don't see why anyone would not use it. 
Dude, I literally didn't use mine because I was like stressing about time and I forgot I had it beside me. <laughs> yeah, so for math, the conversions are good, but like they aren't that generous. So do try to score as high as possible. And as Miriam said, each test consists around three to four questions. But the thing is, each of these questions, they have several parts, meaning it could be question one and then A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, I'm not joking. It's a lot. So I'm just saying, like, if you don't understand how to answer part A of a question, you're kind of screwed because it carries on. And... Also, on that topic of carrying on, you will also get carry-on marks. So if you get the answer wrong in one part, but correct process, you can still get full marks. Yep, most definitely. Also, be sure to round last and ensure you have at least two significant digits. The amount of significant digits needed for your answers can vary from subject to subject. Yeah. So now moving on to HL economics, to give a brief overview... Year one economics isn't actually that bad, but the tests can be a bit overwhelming at first. So there's a lot of questions, and essentially they five minutes to write the whole test. It doesn't matter how many marks. I'm pretty sure the maximum amount of marks they would give you is 75, so essentially one minute per mark. That's how it's going to be on the IB exam. So yeah, it is pretty intense. And in each test, you'll have around three paper one questions. Paper one questions are the long essay questions. So you need to draw a diagram for each and fully define every term and answer the question in a very detailed manner. Questions are either worth 10 marks or 15 marks. So on my test this year, we usually just got two 15 markers and one 10 marker. And the difference between those two is for the 15 marks, you need to do an evaluation of whatever the the question is asking you to do. It's hard for me to explain because I don't have sample questions with me right now. That seems hard. Yeah, it is. So now continuing on, essentially after those paper one questions, you you get the paper three questions. And these are the math related ones, but you know, it's not hard math. It's like, you know, simple addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, whatever. So you have to draw a lot. And I mean, you have to draw a lot of graphs, diagrams, and it's pretty much we have 75 minutes. And for some paper three questions, you may even need to write like little paragraphs for explanations. And then what I didn't discuss here is the paper two is paper two and paper two you don't do them in grade 11 you do them in grade 12 which is essentially just analyzing a whole article and you write pretty much an essay about it um what else so uh so just don't worry because you know the conversions for hl economics they're pretty good but you gotta work hard because it's not that easy to earn a level seven Yeah, but I'm happy I didn't take econ. That's a smart choice. All right, so next, let's talk about geography. Geography honestly has super easy conversions. A 75 raw mark is a 97 converted and is a level 7. In geography, there's also a lot of writing for tests. Dude, writing is never fun. So true. Our evaluations went like this. We just did a test at the end of each unit, which, of course, was timed. We had around eight short answer questions and then one big long answer question. The last one was worth 10 marks and we had to write like two pages minimum. You have to include certain factors to be able to get certain marks. 
you can look at their mark scheme and it shows that for a specific question, what needs to be included for what mark. You need to include examples, lots of them, a diagram, and a lot of explanation and support with facts to achieve a high mark. So you will cover seven options, two of which you will have to choose for next year if you're doing SL and three for HL. It is important to make notes for this course because this information will be brought up next year and you will have to choose to focus on one. In summary, there will be paper one, paper two, and three next year. In paper one, you will have an option which each has a structured question and one extended answer question from a choice of two. This will be 35% of your grade and you will have 1.5 hours for SL and 2.25 hours for HL to complete it. Paper two consists of three structured questions based on each SL or HL core unit. You will have 1.25 hours and this will be worth 40% for, for SL and 25% for your HL mark. All right, that's the end of that tangent. Yeah, so now moving on to HL English, I, I honestly don't even know where to start because we only had two tests. True. Textual analysis is a whole other thing. I don't know, it's just not something I'm great at. You need to be really good at digging deep, finding meaning, seeing what symbolizes what, and so on. Interpretation and supporting that is an important skill that you must have and will develop over the course. In one of our tests of textual analysis, we were given an image. I was given a comic strip, which I then had to analyze. We were provided with two guiding questions, and then we were on our own. We had limited time to write a lot. I wrote about like four pages for that. I think Amanda was showing me how they expect like four or five, six pages in one hour for a good mark. But obviously, quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah. For us, we didn't have a guiding question. And then, like, we were given a magazine cover. So, essentially, yeah, they can give you, like, any image and be like, go and analyze this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a crunch for time. And essentially, the rest of our mark was determined by assignments like writing a paragraph. That paragraph was actually supposed to be a test, but they changed it into an assignment. And then we had an HL essay, a presentation analysis of a book. And we also had a final test, which was just a multiple choice knowledge test. And that was not converted, but everything else was. And English conversions are pretty good for the most part, so don't worry about that. Like, generally, if you can write, like, somewhat decently and, you know, use thesaurus.com, as Miriam said, you can pass with a good grade. Yeah, man, or just use SparkNotes. Mm-hmm, of course. And just a tip, IB expects sophisticated writing. My mark improved once I started using thesaurus.com to find <laughs> synonyms, and it made it so fancy. Just make sure the words make sense in that context. So now the HL essay. So essentially you will write an HL essay in grade 11 and one in grade 12. You then get to choose which one you send into IB. In grade 11, you get an option between two texts, which will most likely be Macbeth by Shakespeare or The Reader by Bernard Schlink. You come up with an analysis question, which will have to be approved by your teacher, and then you may write. It is a 1,200 to 1,500 word essay that focuses on the text in relation to your question. We had a little, little over a week to complete this, but you will most likely have more time once we aren't doing quadmesters. I wrote like about three body paragraphs with an introduction and conclusion. This year, it was worth 25% of our grade. I completely did mine last minute. There are four criteria upon which you'll be marked off of, each worth five marks. Criterion A is knowledge. B is understanding and interpretation, 
Then we have analysis and evaluation, focus, organization, and development. And finally, criteria D is language. You can find some samples and the rubric online, but we can send them to you, so feel free to reach out. Yeah, the HL essay was pretty tough, but overall, I did this year. You know, it, it was pretty chill for the most part. Yeah, I agree. Now, moving on to HL biology. This was a fun time. Why do you sound so sarcastic? <laughs> it was actually fun. So, essentially, in year one, we had four different units and a few quizzes, a practice IA, stem cell research paper... Um, a group presentation, and yeah, that was pretty much it. I actually don't remember the timing method, but I'm pretty sure it was 1.5 minutes per mark. So you have a decent amount of time, and to score well in bio, you know, you just you just got to memorize and know your stuff in really well detail, and make sure your answers are detailed and your drawings as well. And when in bio, you will learn that there are certain command terms that you must follow in a in order to answer a question correctly to get, to gain full marks. Yeah, really study those command terms. Now for the practice IA, we won't get too much in detail into that because we haven't really spoken about the IA and you might not know what it is yet. So we'll discuss that in another episode. But I'm going to quickly sum up about French. So we did a couple of units and at the end of each unit, we had four evaluations. We had a total of three evaluations over this quad. Um, so there is an oral, a written, a reading, and a listening. So for oral, what they do is they get show you uh, like five photos of what they could be the day before, or most teachers do this. And you get to, you could like quickly write up all of that the day before um, an explanation, it has to be, you have to talk for about three minutes and then one to two minutes of questions from your teacher. Um, and then you'll present that the next day, the teacher will tell you five minutes before you present to your teacher, uh, which photo you'll be doing. But for our final one, we did not get any photo in advance. Our final evaluation, we just got the photo 10 minutes before, we got 10 minutes to write and then we had to speak for the three minutes. And then we had like a longer conversation about a five minute conversation where she asked lots of questions. It was a more casual kind of conversation. Um, and then for the written, you get about 75 minutes. You have three options to choose from, like three different questions that you could choose to talk about. And then you also get three different choices for your format that could be email, blog, like a newspaper and make sure you do follow that format and it'll really increase your mark. Like include the date, the who, it, who it's to, include the address, all those small details can make a big difference in your mark. Then we have reading. So for reading this year, we got two texts it, oh, for our entire reading test. We had to answer some multiple choice and some fill in the blank and like long answer kind of questions for both of the texts. And finally, listening evaluation, there will be like three parts, um, some of them multiple choice and that kind of stuff, some written answers that you have to do, and you only get to listen to the audio three times, and they speak in a really heavy French accent, so it's a little hard to understand them sometimes, but that pretty much sums up French for me. Bro, for the oral, like, we didn't get, like, a day to like prepare like all of ours were like on the day of and what I like I'm pretty sure that 
we didn't talk for three minutes. I'm pretty sure it was like 10 or something, if I remember correctly. And then like the teacher asks you like a lot of questions to follow up. But other, yeah. That's pretty different. Like on our rubric, it said two. But I guess it it really depends on your teacher and what they do. So pray you get a good French teacher. Uh-huh, that's true. Yeah, I was really mad about the written this year because... Some pe- a bunch of people probably cheated with Google Translate, Reverso, that kind of stuff. Reverso, by the way, is a great website. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they didn't. Con- they ended up not converting our mark for that. Um, so they can do that. IB does have the power to not convert your mark if they think everyone's marks are too high. Yeah, you know that's yeah, anyways, the downside. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Lassitude out.